We are holding in Sariah Tarah, Parag Aleph, Halakha Yudan. Now, the Ram is going to say a number of, so to speak, corollaries to the Yusayid. He said beforehand that Hashem isn't physical. So you have to go through them and try and understand how they're all connected to the principle that HaKadosh Baruch isn't physical. And therefore, what he wants to get from this is that even though the terrorists sometimes would use certain expressions in describing Hashem, they obviously can't mean what they're saying because they don't apply to Hashem. So he says, Once we've established that Hashem isn't a body, and doesn't have a body, then we understand clear, Nothing which could apply to a body would apply to Hashem. In other words, there's a non-physical entity, so things which are are by necessity uh, have physical proportions that are Hashem, which means not to connect, not to separate. Separation and connection mean you have to means you have a certain uh, dimension. So something is a certain size, and now it can add something or you can separate it from something. So something which has no gulas, it's it's limitless, so you can't add anything to it. You can't separate anything from it. There's nothing to separate from or add to. And therefore, the, like we said before, physical dimension is something which is only exists in the physical world. Akadish Baruch has no limitation, and therefore you can't add or separate from it. And similarly, like Makam, Vulaimida. Hashem doesn't have a size and doesn't have a place. Because both of those things also denote some kind of some kind of end point, some kind of proportion that we can see this is where it begins, where it ends, and then we can see a middle, we can see a size. Is there a difference between Guf and Gvir? Yes. The, the Guf is the, the body like the, you see outside the skin of a person which covers the shape. The Gvir are all the organs inside the system which upruns the body. Yeah. I'll give you a marshal. When we talk about the Ramach Ibarim of a person, so we talk about the Ramach Ibarim, we definitely include the heart, the brain, the stomach, the lungs, the kidneys. But that's a for sure Ibarim. If you look at the mission Eilis, when it goes through the Ramach of a person, it goes through the skeletal structure. It goes through 30 in the one foot, 30 in the other foot, 30 in the hand, 30 in the other hand, uh, all the vertebrae of the spine, the ribs, zero. It doesn't talk about any of the organs. And uh, so what the Ramach environment were just bonds? Because oh, all the missions in Ayala is interested in is the bones which are metamine in oil, and therefore it goes through 248 bonds that a person has in his body. So how does that line up with the, when we talk about Ramach Ivarim, and it leaves out anything which doesn't have a bond? Like I said, all the main organs of a person's body don't have bonds. And they aren't brought in admission of Bichla. So I'll ask Shapiro this question. Shapiro this question. And he said, there's a Ramach Evarim of the Guf and there's a Ramach Evarim of the Gvir. The Ramach Evarim of the Guf means the, the, the structure of the body. And that's the, the, basically the skeletal structure. That's what holds the person up. That's what gives him his shape. Avery has to have a bone. And therefore, in, the, in that part of the body, so an ava has to have a bone and skin around the bone. And then, like we said, it has to be an ava, a, 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 something which is vasa gidna vatsalmas. And therefore, we just like the outside of the body, vasa gidna vatsalmas. Masha Anka, he says, is another ramach of the gvir, which means the ramach of the organs which run the body. And there are 248 organs. So then you feel that, there are 248 organs. I don't know exactly how you count them, but uh, it's a different system. It's a different way of counting the ramach. The each of the muscles, probably. It's not brought the clown, the mission there, but that's the bus. A lot of times in the Gemara, Gvia is referring to the Gufos. 
That's not brought as a, one of the 248 organs which has a bond. So it doesn't have a bond. That's the part of the 248 organs which don't have a bond. Well, the Gemara calls it a good thing It's talking about a chaylik of the body which doesn't have a bond. So it's a different, it's a different part of the body. Okay, so Hashem is neither. And similarly, lay aliyah vila yirida. Which means no movements. Aliyah means to go up, yirida means to go down. Now, these two points are important to us because the Torah talks about it lots of times. For example, it talks about lots of times Hashem was Ayla and Hashem was Yared. Hashem was after Shemayim, Hashem came down to the world. It talks about Yemincha Hashem and Hashem is right and Hashem is left. It talks about Hashem is Panim and Hashem is Acha. We're just saying, Yar Hashem Panim Right, and on the other hand, Hashem will, will turn His face away from us. So it says, none of these things apply to Hashem. The Kaddish Baruch isn't physical, and therefore none of these things apply to him. And similarly, Vilay Yeshiva Vilay Amida. He can't sit, he can't stand, there's also physical things, and these are also Psukim. We've had an Asri Safter. Yeshayan Navi said, I saw Hashem Yeshiva Kisiram Venisa. I saw Hashem sitting in the Kisiram Venisa. And Ba'amad the Yavaragla Vyemul Harazesim. It talks about in the future, the Navi Zachari says Hashem's feet will stand in the Harazesim. So we have to explain. All, all these different expressions that the Ramam is bringing, which don't apply to Hashem, the main slip so can use them in reference to Hashem. So, what does he mean? Let's just finish the halachim and we'll explain. Similarly, Akkadish Baruch isn't time bound. We can say at the beginning and the end, and then an amount of time, an amount of years. Let me understand, because Hashem doesn't have a start, it doesn't have a finish. Hashem can't change because there's nothing which can cause him to change. In other words, again, change is also a, a gather of, of some like a certain parameter that there is which can be different. But something which isn't uh, has no gvul in any dimension, so it's not shaykh a change. Similarly, there's no concept of life and death by Hashem in the concept of a person living. Life by a person means connection of body and neshama. We've said this lots of times. If you have to define what chayim means by a person, life by a person means that his neshama is connected to his body. And when you separate the neshama from the body, the person is no longer alive. Well, if that's the definition of life, it doesn't apply to Hashem. And he doesn't have a body. And if that's the case, he can't be alive because his neshama is connected to his body. He doesn't have a body. And therefore, life in Hashem is concept means something else. Uh, now, by a person, it doesn't look like that because even though the nisham of a person continues to exist and uh, operate even after he died, we consider him dead because his nisham is not connected to his body. So he isn't animated. Right. So his nisham is still active and his nisham is still aware of what's going on and can still, can still do things, but not in his body. So as far as we're concerned, that's considered misa. So it doesn't apply to Hashem, obviously. Similarly, sikhno, uh, stupidity, or chachma is wisdom, doesn't apply to Hashem either in the way that people get wisdom. And the Raman explains the Raman explained this before, he explains it also more in uh And that is Khachm by a person is something that a person can learn. So he doesn't have it originally, but he can learn it. Now he knows it. Which means it's something external which the person has amassed. And obviously it doesn't apply to Hashem because Hashem doesn't learn Khachm. It was 
It was always there. It wasn't something which Hashem can learn more of, so to speak. Same thing. Hashem can't go to sleep. Hashem can't wake up. Even though again he's obsessed. It says that Yikets Kiyashin Hashem. Hashem woke up like someone like someone who was sleeping. And same thing with Kaas Vilashoik, the happiness and anger, the simple veatsness or sadness, all these things are midas which are bad Hashem, and this is the Khidish. Vilashtika, Viladibu Kadibura Adam. Vilashtika, which means silence, but I did not not to speak. And even though we said Hashem does speak, the Navim heard Hashem speak. What it means is not speech like a person's speech. Mm-hmm. So, if you mean to say that Hashem doesn't have a mouth and lips in the tongue, so the Lechari is saying that's a double portion. So, what does it mean that Hashem doesn't speak? In other words, if Hashem makes what He wants to not to be heard, heard, so the Lechari, the way Hashem does it, that's called speech. Right. Every every Navi Hashem spoke, and it's the Dibur. So all these things, like I said, there are lots of examples, and we have to explain them all in light of the psukim, which use these terms. And the man there's no such thing as sitting or standing, and the arif which means arif is so to speak the back of the head, and if is Russian arif, there's no one that doesn't get tired. Okay, so that's uh, if that's the case. Once you say that none of these are bad to Hashem because there's no way to relate to Hashem physically, the Ram himself has the question, so why does the Torah keep referring to Hashem like that? And he asks the question of the So, how about the Kainu? In that sense, that's the case. All these expressions which are used in the Torah and the Nevi'im to describe Hashem, and they are called Mashlam and Nitzahim. The only Mashlam, the Mashlam, the one who sits in the Shemayim, Yusuf Bullah, or Kiyasuni Bavle, and the Bosak says Hashem, so they made me angry with their Vedazara. Or it says, Kashem Sasa Shem, like Hashem will rejoice over you, because it's a man, and that meant to be taken literally. And I'll call Amr Chacham and Dibur Tarik Lashem Reyad. And all these things, where we have to say that it doesn't refer to Hashem, but rather it's referring to what people can understand. Lashem Reyad. Making me angry. I don't change. If Hashem's, so to speak, feeling would change, then he does change. And if that's the case, if Hashem says, I never change, then the meaning is, I never change in any in any dimension. Not in the way I feel either. If that's the case, so then there is no change. And then there's no time that Hashem is more happy or more sad or more angry or, or anything like that. So then how do you understand the Pesukim that says that? Because says the Rambam, all these things, all these changes, whether in physical dimension or in space or in size or in movement or in feeling or in emotion, all these things only apply to physical things and physical bodies. Now, we have to try to understand what this means. It says, comes across as a very big Kiddush. To say that Hashem doesn't have a body, and therefore the Torah refers to Hashem facing towards us away from us, and we understand that it's meant to be a marshal to kill the way Hashem is acting towards us, then we can understand. We're using the physical marshal of a person as a way to describe what Hashem is doing. And if we say, Hashem, your right hand is powerful in battle, we mean that by a person, the right hand is a stronger hand, and therefore would, would uh, venture out to battle, 
and we're talking about Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we're saying Hashem demonstrates His strength. Okay, so everyone can understand. Doesn't mean literally. And similarly, we talk about Hakadosh Baruch Hu is listening to Hatzvedus. We mean Hashem accepts Hatzvedus. Doesn't have to hear them with his ears, but he doesn't have ears. But he accepts Hatzvedus. And we say Hashem knows what's happening in the world. We talk about the fact that Hashem sees. So on those things, we can get away with explaining the marshal of of Torah of Hashem Adam, and that is when you're referring to Ke'ilu, the way we would do something. And therefore, we use that as a reference to how Hashem is doing it, even though the way Hashem does it is very different. But we need to understand it, and therefore, we use, so to speak, as just in, in, as a reference, how to apply by a person. And we say that's what Kilo uh, Hashem is doing, also in the way that Hashem can, which is without the physical, He doesn't need that. But when it comes to Hakadosh Baruch the second body says, now there's Hashem doesn't change, and therefore Hashem is no feelings. Now that's a big Kiddush, because a lot of what we talk about is. That we do things wrong, Kaddish Baruch is angry. When we do things right, Kaddish Baruch is misrasim, which means he's happy with us. And the idea that there's Mirasa Rachamim, because Hashem is acting Rachamim at Mirasa Din. And if we're saying that, no, Hashem doesn't change, which means his feelings don't change either. And that's in Ramah goes more than that. Hashem doesn't have feelings. Feelings are something physical. Okay, so then what are we talking about? We're talking about the Chara Hashem Bachem. Hashem gets angry with you. Or Hashem's happy with you. Or is the Nachas Ruch the fond of it? That is what he wanted. What are we referring to? So we have to explain the Ram the Yisari we said before. And that is, even when we're talking about Kodesh Baruch's feelings, we're talking about Hanhaga. We're not talking about Hashem himself. Which means, just like a person who is angry would, do a, would act a certain way, so when Hashem wants to punish, we will refer to Kilo as Hashem is angry. Which means, Ba'atzim is not. Because Ba'atzim Hashem doesn't have feelings. But uh, we're defining a way of acting. I'm sorry, in a way that an angry person would act. So then we're saying that Kodesh Baruch is going to punish It's not coming from anger. It's coming from Hashem's decision to act a certain way, which we would define as the way a person would act as angry. And similarly, Because it's not that Hashem feels compassion for us, but there's a way of acting, which is the way that a person who felt Rachamim would act, and therefore we say Hashem is acting the same way. And with the carbon, there's a way The same idea. The Rav Nechayachim Hashem accepts the carbon, and just like a person would be satisfied or pleased by the fact that they would be given a gift, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu acts <coughs> in a way which accepts our carbonus, <coughs> as if he was pleased. As if he wasn't pleased, but that's a It's a reference which we can understand as people that doesn't really apply to Hashem. Um, two questions. Um, Hashem created the world by Hitim. Right, which means that before he wasn't being made. So how does that make sense? That before he wasn't being made, and now he is being made. And also similar, but just in a different uh, point, that Hashem uh, created the world for his covet, which means that he can't be'etzim have covet without having uh, someone else's covet. Let's answer the second question first. The fact that Hashem created the world for his covet is be'etzim Hashem doesn't need covet and doesn't give him anything. We said this lots of times from the Ramchal. And that is, Hashem creates COVID as an entity that we can give him. And he only did it so that that way, people are doing something. But that because means that he was lacking it before? It's not, it's not something to lack. It doesn't exist. If you only have one thing which exists, there's no such concept as COVID. COVID only exists in the, in the reference of one thing to the other thing. And therefore, when there's a person, now there's COVID. Before there's a person, there's no COVID. So therefore, there's nothing missing before that. But the first question you asked is a very, is a very important question. I really asked the question in the beginning of, in the beginning of Eitzachayim and Shrak uh, Thomas. And uh, he asks there, if Hashem can't change, then uh, why was the world created at a certain stage? 
It's not that Hashem now wanted the world before that He didn't. If Hashem doesn't change, then He always wanted the world. And if He always wanted the world, then why in the world does it exist? What happened 5,783 years ago that that's when the world was created? Hashem now wanted the world. He didn't change. He didn't want He wanted the world before too. If He wanted the world before that too, uh, then why did He create it before that? So I can tell you his answer. But uh, again, you have to think of the way to understand it. Uh, his answer basically is, is you can't count time before that. I mentioned this before. There wasn't time before the world was created. And therefore, even though we know that there was a stage where there was uh, before the world, the world had a point of beginning, but we can't say that for thousands of years Hashem didn't want the world and then He wanted the world. Hashem doesn't change. So anyway, for thousands of years Hashem wanted the world and didn't happen. It also can't be. Because there was no share of time. And therefore he says that before the world, there were no, he says two things. He says we can't count amount of time before the world because time starts when Hashem creates the first day. But why, why, why didn't that happen earlier? So he said because there were all the steps along the way that Hashem put in place before he got to the physical world. And therefore, sorry? He doesn't give it a share. All the Ayyama Sadyanim, which happened before they came down to the physical world, had to come before that. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch was written to create the world, went through a series of stages. It started from the highest Ayyama Elyon until it got to the creation of every lower stage until it came to the physical world. That's what it's all started. What about the first Ayyama Elyon? When was that? Yeah. You can't ask the question because there's no time. Oh, so those don't either have time? Right. Uh, the Gemara says that uh, there was that, the Gemara says there was a Shetzi Elif Dark about the Torah that it was a thousand Dairis before the first Sidon. But uh, it's not Dairis in the sense there were generations of people who lived it. It was. No, Dairis is a generation. A generation means father to son, father to son. If that's the case. There were no Darius, no one lived before the Marisha as people. So you have to say Darius means spiritual progression. Level to level, level to level, level to level. Just in the physical Dar, we talk about the Dar, a generation being a father to a son to a grandson and so on. If you're talking about spiritual Darius, you're talking about level one to level two to level three to level four. And therefore, and then that when Hashem created Adam in the physical world, He created time. But before that, you can't talk about time because there was no parameters of time. But we can talk about stages. That's like the result says. Stages is also time. No, it's not time based. It's, it's a starting point. It's a starting point, 100%. We can't give it time. No, Hashem. What He created had a starting point. Hashem created had a starting point, but you can't give it amounts of time because there wasn't a system called time there. So, that, that so we, can call it, we can call it yeah, a progression. It's stages. So we start with the first item. It goes from level to level to level to level to level to level to level, and that's called diarist because each one is a stage until it comes down to Hashem creates the world. Then we have stages in we have a way of counting time, which in this world becomes time. Okay, but the progression doesn't start vibrations. However, five hundred, seven, eight hundred, whatever. That's when time starts. That's when time starts. Hundred percent. The system began with like I just said. And it says all the Ilamas spiritual worlds came before this world. Fine, we just went on the Marisha and went way of counting this progression which we call time. Fine. But it began before that. hundred percent. But we can't give it had to have started before that also. No, because we can't give it time. It was a stage. We don't have and that stages change. We're saying time is relative. There was, there was a, a, a lot of stages which happened before Bruce Island. There is a talk about it. 
So we know there were lots of stages before then. We can't say how many years did it take. There wasn't the concept of time yet. But that was change, and change is synonymous with time. That's what Josh was asking. It's not about Hashem wasn't changing. Hashem caused things to change, of course. He's creating a world. And he creates his world in one level, then he brings it to a second level, then to a third level, then to a fourth level. So, so of course, levels, Hashem's creating is changing, because he's bringing it from the highest level in his level until the physical world. So those levels should have gone along with time, no? Time should have started by no, the first level. No, because you don't have something happening which can make them happen in time. We count time because we have a world which works uh, with with the progression. So we can count a unit. A night and a day is a is every We have something changing that we can now count the cycles. We have a sense we can sign. But nothing moved because there wasn't a world yet. So there's no way to count that. So yes, there are lots of stages and the stages happened one after the next. But we don't know way of counting how long they took because we don't know the parameters I've mentioned there. So, but, it, but time in, in in concept should have existed already, although we can't say exactly how long because we don't have the 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 the, moon, the star, the sun, and the moon. So okay, so exactly. if you're calling time in concept, you mean the fact that there were changes? Yes, yes, yes. There yeah, so there was. Hundred percent. But it, okay, so it wasn't just how we refer to it now. But it would, we would call something else, whatever, we wouldn't know what stages. to call it. We know what to call stages. it, we call them stages, there is, if you want. So then when did that first, then the question just goes back to that first stage, and when did that first stage happen? You're going to ask the when, because when, when, when was stage one? There was no time yet. But you can't say when there's there's time, no time, but not in the way that we were. Then it was stage one, Hashem created the ones to create the world. The first stage was he creates something which he can be moisture or it can transfer to. Yeah. Okay, that's stage one, that's when it began. And they're going to say, how long was it before my generation? Yeah, yeah. That's the Right, so we have the time. So there's the answer. There were stages, many of them, which had to precede this world, and we can't give it time. Whatever yeah. the number's going to be. Whatever the number's going to be. Email, 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 Because that Hashem always wanted to do. So that was always there. The first stage wasn't always there. No, Hashem created the first stage. We can't say when. There's no when. There's no when. Hashem wanted it there. Whatever the answer to when is going to be, mm-hmm. Hashem is infinitely older than that. Yeah. Could be I was infinitely younger than that as well. That's Think impossible.